All right. Uh, so this is the generic. Uh, I'm sorry, the generic uh, trigger warning uh, for uh, certain of my appellate uh, corpus juris podcasts where I talk about procedure. Uh, and chances are, if I put this uh, trigger warning in the episode, it's because I'm talking about um, a particular state that um, is peculiar, right? So. Uh, let me backtrack, right? So, uh, from Houston, Texas, born and raised, it's pronounced H-E-B, not Heb. Uh, Waterburger is great. Uh, Bleed Orange, Go Horns, Giga Maggie's. Um, I know that, that, that that's, that, that's I, I just I just perjured myself because I said Giga Maggie's and Go Horns. But uh, you, you, you get the general idea, right? Uh, Card-carrying Democrat. And I think the last time that it snowed here... Uh, in Texas, when I was here, uh, it was when I was ten, and it snowed once, right? And it was like a combination between like snow and sleet, right? Uh, went to college out in California. Uh, I think the last time it snowed on the campus there was 1962, right? So, uh, 22 years of continuous uh, uh, sun, so to speak, right? So it's 70 degrees in the winter time, uh, sunny and 75, as they say. And if you're like me and you like warm weather, uh, and uh, you're a card-carrying Democrat, then uh, you're uh, hot spots. You're basically looking at a uh, California, uh, New Mexico, or Hawaii, right? That's where you're at home. And then we have a bunch of other states, right, that are uh, in between on the spectrum, right? So a bunch of states, great up north, uh, folks wouldn't vote for a Republican to save their lives. Uh, but it's cold. It's cold. Uh, and you know, you know, you're in a bad spot uh, when it's uh, one degree outside, and you turn on. I'm sorry, you know, you're you're in a bad spot when you turn on the Jets game, and it's Jets three, Giants ten, but it's one degree outside, right? Uh, and then uh, you you go down south, right? Great weather, uh, great folks, great parties. The beaches are great, the sand is great, um, and what have you. Uh, but it, there are a bunch of Republicans from the top down. It, it's it's the solid South for a reason, right? Uh, and in Texas, uh, it's probably not going to change, right? They say it might change by 2040, but uh, most folks uh, get the gist right there. And there's been a general collective decision uh, that, uh, at least as far as the energy economy is concerned, that any environmental concerns will just be thrown thrown to the wayside. We're going to sacrifice the welfare of the beaches uh, to have a robust energy sector. Florida, not so much, right? Uh, which is the other big, you know, great state down south. And, you know, I'm really, I'm really frustrated when I think about Florida because, you know, the economy is essentially premised on tourism and agriculture, uh, and you know there, there's there's not much uh, to be said um, uh, for policies that in that entail high tariffs and you know uh, almost purposeful environmental uh, degradation, right? So why is Florida red, right? If, if the economy is premised on um, uh, the existence of low tariffs, so you can get your crop out to international markets and uh, you need the beaches uh, to be in good shape, and the result of all that is that you need good environmental protections. When well, why not just go blue? But that's my—that's me digressing. Why? Uh, why should you be interested in this peculiar state that I've set out uh, for you today? Whether it's Montana or Alaska or Arkansas or uh, some other uh, peculiar state. Well, a couple of reasons, right? Uh, reasons, right? So uh, it used to be. Uh, that uh, back in the day, you settled down in a state, maybe it was 1960 or 1980 or uh, pre-2000, whatever, and uh, you took the bar exam and you were admitted to that state, and maybe you were admitted uh, in the state uh, that was contiguous with it, or if you lived in the tri-state area, you were admitted in New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut, right? But uh, fortunately, the MBE has changed all that, right? So now you can take the bar exam and you can be admitted to 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, 40 states, upwards of 40 states, right? Uh, why is that significant uh, as it pertains to this? Well, 
Uh, some people would say that just by virtue of taking the MBE and being admitted to the state that I'm talking about in this in this uh, uh, seeing podcast, um, that you would be conspicuous, right? So uh, on a rank of one to ten, most folks are admitted to one state. Uh, two or three is on the high side, but 10, 20, 30, 40, that is not normal, right? That's like a 10,000 on a rank of one to ten. Uh, and you'd be conspicuous. And perhaps for that reason alone, uh, folks would be interested in... Uh, uh, the procedure as it relates to the state that I'm talking about now. An another reason uh, to be interested uh, in the podcast. Well, uh, let's say that you work for a firm, right? And I highly doubt that uh, most firms are going to turn around someone admitted to 10, 20, uh, 30, uh, much less 40 states, right? Or whether they could legally do it, regardless of whether or not you were a Caucasian male or African-American female or anyone in between, right? Um uh, so uh, it ups your firm out because now uh, firms, they get called to do peculiar things, right? So these Tony Law firms in New York and uh, D.C., right, they have a bunch of staff. And uh, sometimes they get called to do peculiar things in Alaska or Montana, right? And they have to get outside counsel to go to these states, right? Uh, and if you're admitted to that state, well, that's just one less person that they have to pay, right? So uh, good for the firm. And more than that. Uh, more than that, you can bring in any business that can be had from these states so you can uh, become a rainmaker of sorts, uh, so to speak. Uh, so uh, that, that's one reason. Another reason uh, is that uh, it allows you to remain, uh, at least uh, these bar members, this bar membership uh, scheme that I'm setting out, allows you to remain active in the appellate scene, even if you didn't clerk, right? So let's say that maybe you screwed up in your first year, or you took that third or fourth degree, took that BCL, took that uh, medical degree, uh, whatever it is, and the folks who you studied under said, well, we'll send you for these degrees, but uh, anything else that comes after that, uh, we can't guarantee it or we just won't send you, which is their right. They don't have to do it. Uh, this allows you to remain active on the appellate scene. So how do you do that? You just uh, pick two states uh, per week, right? So uh, maybe one week you're in Washington and Oregon, the next week you're in Louisiana and Texas, the next week you're in New York and, and Vermont. Uh, pick your states, it doesn't matter. And uh, you do two double-spaced, five-page appellate filings uh, per week, right? You do that in a year, you get 104 briefs. You do that in 10 years, you get a about 1,000. You do it over the course of 40 to 50 years, you get about uh, 4,000 to 5,000, right? And remember that uh, at most of these appellate boutiques, 300 filings is on the high side, right, for these partners, right? So you'd be a 26, 27, 28, 29, perhaps a 30-year-old with 100 filings, right? And that by itself, again, is very anomalous, right? So I was talking about... Um, uh, bar admission numbers, right? Uh, having a hundred appellate filings as a twenty-something-year-old, that itself is anomalous, right? That's a one thousand. That's a ten thousand on a scale of one to ten, right? Um, and don't tell me that somebody um, uh, with that many filings wouldn't be up for something, some sort of appellate gig or an SG position, maybe in a small state eventually, right? It might work in a small state. It's probably not going to work in a big state, uh, Texas, California, Florida, New York, etc., right? I mean, just you, just, you might you might need a clerk uh, to be noticed there, but uh, in a small state, it could probably work, right? It might. And uh, yet another reason uh, to be interested in this uh, little scheme I'm laying out here. Uh, well, why would you care about admission uh, to Kansas, right? Well, um, admission to the state uh, in a, a federal circuit court, right, automatically uh, is going to give you uh, admission uh, to the appellate courts, right? Uh, so you're admitted in Kansas, and now uh, you can get uh, access to admission to the 10th Circuit, and now uh, you can do these amicus filings that I'm talking about, not only in Kansas state courts, but you can go to uh, these uh, appellate courts, right? And if you can, it'll intervene if they'll take you. Uh, so it's, it's, a great, it's a great deal. And, you know, I needed like an eight-minute trigger warning to set this out, but uh, chances are that uh, if I've attached this uh, warning to the uh, podcast, it's because of the state I'm talking about is either uh, chock full of uh, 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 proud 
uh, uh, Trump supporters, or um, uh, it's because it's cold, or uh, in a worst case scenario, it's cold and people are out in the cold because they want to attend the Trump rally, right? And that, that, that's just like the worst of both worlds. So that's why I need this trigger warning. Uh, 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 and uh, now for the actual episode. This episode of uh, Corpus Juris will continue with our focus on Alaska appellate procedure. And here I'm going to be talking about uh, state Supreme Court uh, and uh, Court of Appeals jurisdiction uh, in Alaska, right? Uh, and uh, I've been looking at some of the lists, and apparently the trigger warning uh, has not been going up when I put the ads on. So just going to put the trigger warning there instead, right? Uh, and uh, no more ads. Uh, so uh, with that out the way... Um, uh, what of this topic? Well, uh, the state court of last resort in Alaska has appellate jurisdiction over all actions uh, and proceedings, right? Uh, where do I get that? We'll take a look at Alaska Rule of Appellate Procedure 202. You can also take a look at Doheny against Consumer Electronic Services. It's 151 P3D 1249 from the uh, Alaska Supreme Court 2007. You can take a look at Wagner against Wagner. That's a 205 P3D 306 case from Alaska 2009. You can take a look at Miller against Hancock. That's going to be uh, a memorandum decision uh, from the Alaska Supreme Court that's going to be issued on January 6, 2006. Uh, also take a look at Ebert against Bruce L. That's going to be a 340P3D1048 case from the Alaska Supreme Court uh, 2014. Uh, you can take a look at McLawn against State. That's going to be 173P3D1014 case from the Alaska Court of Appeals 2007. And you can take a look at NRA Necessity for the Hospitalization of Daniel G. That's going to be uh, 320 P3D 2620 case from the Alaska Supreme Court uh, 2014. Uh, you can take a look at uh, the Batula against Simpson. That's going to be uh, 164 uh, P3D uh, 640 case from the Alaska Supreme Court 2007. You can also take a look at Bradner against Hudson. That's going to be 171 P3D 83 case from the Alaska Supreme Court 2007. And Holden against State. That's going to be uh, uh, citation 190 P3D 725 case from the Alaska Court of Appeals 2008. Right. Uh, as is the case in California, Hawaii, New York, Florida, and Texas, the default presumption is that a party has only one as-of-right appeal. Here, that right extends to appeals from decisions rendered by either the district court or the superior court. A superior court decision on an appeal from an administrative age decision uh, can be appealed to the Supreme Court as a matter of right, as can any case uh, that uh, may not be appealed uh, to the Court of Appeals, either as uh, a matter of right or discretion. Uh, uh, where I get that, well, you can take a look at Alaska Statutes 22.07.020, right? Uh, otherwise, in both Alaska and Arkansas, the default presumption is that a party must seek a discretionary review petition to invoke the Alaska Supreme Court's jurisdiction in a final decision rendered by the Court of Appeals. A final decision here is a decision or order that, that closes a matter in the Court of Appeals uh, and uh, that uh, has not been voluntarily dismissed by the parties. Uh, the state court of last resort may issue injunctions, writs, and all other processes uh, necessar uh, necessary uh, to, com uh, have com to, to accomplish complete exercise uh, of its jurisdiction. Uh, the Alaska Supreme Court also has the discretion to review final decisions of the Military Appeals Commission if the decision in question imposes a prison sentence that was imposed by a general or special court-martial and the applicant exhausted all available remedies under the Military Code of Justice. And that concludes uh, this episode on uh, state Supreme Court uh, jurisdiction and Court of Appeals jurisdiction in Alaska. <laughs>